You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you, featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons. Going to be talking uh, race in America from... So we have several topics that we're going to be discussing uh, throughout uh, this week's show, including uh, some racist remarks that Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell made uh, during a press conference that uh, evoked uh, the hashtag Mitch Pleased. We're going to be talking about uh, some legislation that is being proposed in Florida by Governor DeSantis uh, to uh, basically whitewash uh, history. Finishing out the show, talking about uh, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and why it is absolutely necessary that it is passed. It's time, 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 time for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thought, thought, thought of the week. Toxic waste sites and landfills. This is the same country with that ugly history. Yeah, you want to sing America the Beautiful, but we from the margins have seen America the Ugly. And so I wasn't surprised. I, 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 I was saddened. I was horrified. But I was not surprised because I've seen how ugly America can be because America refuses to deal with her original sin of the hostile takeover of this country, of a people of color, as well as the enslavement of black bodies and the great lie that James Baldwin reminded us of. Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemmons. And you're tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. want to welcome you to the Race in America edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, we are going to be talking uh, race in America from uh, several different vantage points throughout uh, this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We have several topics that we're going to be discussing uh, throughout uh, this week's show, including uh, some racist remarks that Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell made uh, during a press conference that uh, evoked uh, the hashtag Mitch Please. That's right, guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about that in the first segment of this week's show. 
including some powerful commentary from uh, MSNBC's host Tiffany Cross uh, from her uh, hit show Cross Connection. So uh, we're going to be uh, sharing with you excerpts of that commentary in the first segment of this week's show. Uh, and then in the second segment, we're going to be talking about uh, some legislation that is being proposed in Florida by Governor DeSantis uh, to, uh, you know, uh, basically uh, whitewash uh, history, so to speak, uh, and and uh, and diminish, uh, you know, the impact of what uh, happened in the past by banning and restricting lessons in history uh, because it might be offensive to white students. And we're going to be talking about that in the second segment of this week's show. And finally, uh, rounding out the three topics for this race and edition uh, of race in America edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be uh, uh, finishing out the show talking about uh, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act and why it is absolutely necessary that it is passed. And we're going to be talking about the filibuster and some very prophetic words that Dr. King uttered back in 1963 regarding the filibuster and where we are right now. So, guys, we've got a great show in store for you. But before we get into any of that, again, I want to welcome you to another brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we're very, very excited that you've taken some time out of your day to spend it with us. We thoroughly enjoy this platform and uh, doing these types of uh, shows where we are educating and empowering uh, our listeners uh, with uh, informative topics that uh, I believe are worthy of discussion. And that's what we're going to be giving you during this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And again, we're so very happy that you've tuned in. And we were just uh, looking at the numbers for uh, you know our uh, our show and they're continuing to climb each and every week and you know that just lets us know that you're enjoying what you're listening to uh, on Blog Talk Radio and Spreaker and uh, you know Spotify and Apple Podcast and Google Play Music and Audible and Amazon uh, we're, we're in a number of different Areas and platforms, and you know, if you have a smartphone, uh, you can listen to us uh, in a lot of different on a lot of, a lot of different apps and platforms. So. Again, you can also go to our website, michaelnemis.com, to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. But we just wanted to take some time and thank you, those that are listening to us uh, so uh, so much for uh, your support of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And we'd love to hear from you. So feel free, guys, to hit us up on our Facebook fan page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. Uh, you know, we're dropping videos each and every week. In fact, uh, we did uh, 
drop a video from uh, Tiffany Cross, who we're again talking about in the first segment from uh, MSNBC's uh, show Cross Connection, who gave a very eloquent uh, commentary on uh, her thoughts about Mitch McConnell's Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's very racist remarks during a press conference. And that has gone viral on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page. So, uh, guys, again, we're dropping videos and we're dropping posts uh, just about each and every day uh, on Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN as well on Twitter, uh, TOL Radio Host MSN. Be sure to follow us. And again, we love to hear from each and every one of you. You're the reason why uh, we do what we do and uh, uh, we enjoy this platform. We hope you are enjoying it as well. The numbers definitely suggest that. We are over 30,000 now streams and downloads in the four, uh, four and a half years that we have been doing the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks to each and every one of you. So do us a favor, guys. Please share, share, share uh, this podcast on your platforms, your social media uh, platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, you know, the, the many platforms that are out there. We're going to be continuing to give you good content to share. So please, again, do us a favor and share. Whenever you see a post, be sure to like it and share it with your friends and your family about what is going on right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Again, those of you who might be interested in partnering with us and becoming a sponsor, becoming an advertiser of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we would love to hear from you as well. Guys, you can always send us an email at contact at michaelnemis.com. If you're looking to partner with us, you like what we're doing and you want to be a part of it, we want to help you help others that listen to this show by sharing and promoting your products right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. So do us a favor guys just take a few minutes and send us an email or even dm us on instagram or twitter or send us a message on our facebook fan page we'd love to hear from you we want to help you help our listeners promote your products and services right here on the thinking out loud radio show uh, this week's show guys and the topics that we plan to discuss we've got a powerful powerful uh, excerpt of uh, commentary that was delivered by uh, the venerable uh, luminary uh, pastor and intellectual Dr. Freddie uh, Haynes III uh, who we had an opportunity to interview on uh, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show entitled America the Ugly guys this is a powerful powerful excerpt that I want to share with you he's talking about this country uh, you know you've heard the, the the anthem America the beautiful but he's talking about this country in a very very interesting way America the ugly talking about uh, what happened at the border with the immigrants and and how that was such a botched botched uh, affair there and how things just went awry horsemen on horseback that were corralling uh, 
uh, these Haitian immigrants and and ta- even talking about the, the 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 George Floyd policing act that is yet to be passed and the John Lewis act that uh, is yet to be passed. So many things that uh, need to be addressed. And he called it America the ugly. Guys, you got to hear this powerful, powerful message we'll be sharing with you as a part of our thought of the week for the Race in America edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You got to stay tuned because it's going to be something that you've got to hear. And you know, something that we haven't done in a while is go live on Instagram. That's right. We haven't done the after show in a while, and it is definitely time for us to do that. So, guys, look forward uh, to us doing an Instagram live uh, in just a few days. In fact, we might jump on and do a live on this coming Friday evening, somewhere around 9 or 930. We're going to put an Instagram message out there and let you guys know. But we are looking forward to chopping it up with you. We miss everybody we're going to do a live this coming friday at about 9 30 on instagram at tol radio host msn and after show we'll be talking about some of the topics that we discussed on this week's edition plus we want to hear from you as well so look forward to that this coming friday at 9 30 on instagram i look forward to chopping it up with you Well, guys, we're getting ready to take a break. But when we come back, we're jumping right into my first segment talking about the racist comments by the the senator from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell. You don't want to miss it and you don't want to go anywhere. You're tuned in to one of the hottest radio shows online. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Hello, my name is Maya Nimmons, and I want you to listen to my dad, Michael Nimmons, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., available everywhere you listen to your podcast. And now, available on the Detroit Praise Network website. You better listen to that little girl, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated. Revived. The new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought-provoking working experience. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights 
into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95, or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. Emmy Award-winning journalist, Jimmy O'Heal. We have to ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying... Oh, no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they could say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed and are. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It's my really long-winded way of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it, he talked about it. That's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. beautiful people it's your girl Lex Devine in the building kicking it with yours truly Michael Nimmons on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show alright y'all stay tuned you tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show keep it locked keep it locked keep it Okay, so this week, as Republicans continue to destroy democracy and keep the ballot box white, the self-proclaimed Grim Reaper, Mitch McConnell, was asked what his message was to voters of color who were concerned that they wouldn't be able to vote during this year's midterms, and he said this. Well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just as high percentage as Americans. You heard that right. So black folks are not Americans. His response immediately prompted the question, is black Twitter going to have to smack a Mitch? And indeed, they did, rightfully so. Let's blow the whistle on this miatch with a little history lesson. Black people are not only American, we are the architects of this country and far too frequently the defenders of its democracy. For example, black people make up just over 13% of the U.S. population, but 17% of the U.S. military. You see, we serve this superpower at disproportionate levels compared to who this Mitch calls Americans. And how do you think this country became a superpower? The wealth black folks generated for this country? Yet we still have never reaped the benefits. The bruised and bloodied bodies of the enslaved served as America's largest financial asset. The profits from the cotton my ancestors were forced to pick under the brutality of enslavement turned America into one of the world's top economies and the South into its richest region. But what am I saying? Mitch knows this. Two of his great-great-grandfathers were enslavers themselves. So kind of odd that the beneficiary of the very wealth our bodies created is adamantly against any type of reparations. Ain't that about a Mitch? Perhaps that's one of the many reasons he and his brittle-spirited ignorant ilk don't want the real American history taught. 
then those calls that Mitch better have my money might grow a little louder. And really, who is Moscow Mitch to question the patriotism of anyone? This man boy who would rather bow down to a pawn of Putin than to see it run by anyone who looks like me. But Mitch don't kill my vibe because here I sit, a bigger patriot than those who would deny me. No matter how they try to make me feel, this is my home. And when a 79-year-old anachronism is the voice for people who think a country they neither discovered nor built is theirs exclu exclusively, I'll just echo the chorus of my people and say, Mitch, please. We are back on the Race in America edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And as we said before the break, we're going to be talking about a number of different topics that I believe are directly related to the theme of this week's show entitled Race in America. And as you heard in the show opening, a clip from uh, Cross Connection hosted by MSNBC's own Tiffany Cross, uh, who I believe eloquently articulated um, a response to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's uh, recent remarks in a press conference discussing the failed Senate vote to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. When asked by reporters, should African Americans have reservations about voting in the next election, he said this is unfounded because African Americans are voting at just as high a rate as Americans. Really? Really, Mitch? <laughs> as Americans? So what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that African-Americans are not American? Because that's exactly what it sounds like. Was Mitch suggesting that African-Americans weren't American? By comparing African-Americans to Americans, it appears to me, and like many of you, I believe, that he's saying that African-Americans are not American. And that is where... I mean, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And here he's trying to make a, a statement about uh, the reality of voting in this country and that African-Americans are voting at just as high rate as uh, every other American, which is a, probably a better way to say what he was trying to say. I, I'm, I'm, I will what he was saying. But it came out completely different and ultimately it came out racist because, you know, some might think, well, you know, maybe that was just a Freudian slip or maybe that was just a mistake on his part. I don't believe so. And I'll tell you why, because Mitch McConnell has become the standard bearer for the racist Republican Party this that's primarily responsible for the voter suppression laws that have already been passed in 14 states primarily because of the big lie that is being propagated ever since November 2020 that the election uh, was stolen somehow but it was not it was not stolen it never was stolen and I hope those that are listening to me under the sound of my voice finally hear the truth. The election in November of 2020 was not stolen. 
and so all of the 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 all of this vitriol, all of this hate that has come out of uh, the, the this this bold faced lie that is being told around the country by people who really are just salty about losing need to get over it and understand that you lost and that's it and that's all but back to Mitch's comments you know Mitch McConnell again become this has become or is the standard bearer because he's a spineless Republican that refuses to stand up and and uh, stand up to the the Republicans propagating these lies and tell them what they need to do uh, and where they need to go but instead he's representing them and refusing to uh, to 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 you know really to stand up and 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 show a different side of the Republican party and that is why i truly believe that these statements came from a place that uh you know Mitch McConnell uh really really lives or really you know really believes this is this is a place where he resides uh, and and so it's hard for me to 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 give him the benefit of the doubt when he has not proven to us otherwise. So that's where we are with that. And if indeed these are racist comments, Tiffany Cross is right. I mean, this is ridiculous because this country was built on the backs of African-Americans. Mitch McConnell uh, must know that. And as she said, two of his own relatives were slave owners. And and, and so we all know uh, that this the history of this country cannot be written without the mention of the, the, the numerous uh contributions made uh, whether by whether through forced labor or whether through our own volition as African Americans uh, to the the welfare of this country and um, and for him to say that without provocation without reservation uh, is 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 racist in and of itself. And so he does not deserve the benefit of the doubt. And that's why the the social media just lambasted him, uh, you know, with the with the hashtag Mitch, please. I mean, you go on social media and even today there are tons of tweets that have been put out there from people, African-Americans who are saying in, 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 in no uncertain terms that I am American and 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 uh you know regardless of what you might think Mitch please <laughs> it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and and so I'm going to go on my own Twitter feed and just read you a few of these uh tweets that have uh come uh, come about you know people have been posting about posting uh you know regarding this particular um 
this particular hashtag, Mitch, please, you know, uh, here you black families. We are American. Ruby Powell uh, at our Powell uh, Dennis TN. Uh, she has a picture of her family, a beautiful black family. We are American. Hashtag Mitch, please. Uh, hashtag MS Warrior. A picture of former President Barack Obama and his wife, First Lady Michelle Obama. They are American. Uh, hashtag Mitch, please. Uh, a picture of, you know, his hat. Um, uh, at Philip underscore Germain, a picture of the the black uh, police officer that was um, you know doing his duty and holding off the 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 the, the rebellion, the the revolt. Not no, not the rebellion, not the revolt. I mean, because that that speaks of something uh, a, a much greater character uh, that took place on Jan- January sixth. But really, the thugs and the rioters and the the terrorists that that stormed the Capitol. That this 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 young man and and uh, that was doing his job. He's more American than Mitch will ever be hashtag Mitch please uh, here is a uh, at at Hirsch 82 uh, 23 years old 23 years ago I was an American as I am now hashtag I am an American underscore Mitch please a picture of her in her uniform uh, you know looking a very American a beautiful African American plenty and there's tons more on social media in response to you know this th- these racist remarks uh, again you know what I love about social media is that we you know people have it is given people a platform and some have used it negatively uh, and others have chosen to use it in a positive way and that's the ones that we want to you know highlight uh, in this particular segment but when when it comes to remarks like these and, and you know before it seemed like well you know they can say what they want to say because they have a platform on television and we don't have a way to respond uh, that those days are long gone now people can go to social media now people can respond now they're now these uh, voters can make their voices heard and, uh, and and it doesn't have to necessarily be in at the ballot box but they can do it uh, in their own way on social media and or in the blogosphere or whatever. I mean, they can definitely make their voices heard. It's just interesting, you know, going through social media and seeing some of the posts that have been made uh, at Yankee since I am an American hashtag Mitch, please uh, hashtag chalk. Uh, Choctaw Nation uh, voter in Colorado. My husband is an American and honorably discharged 23-year U.S. Air Force veteran. Our children are Americans. My dog is an American. Uh, so, you know, here people are not taking this uh, sitting down, but they're standing up and speaking out. And so they should to let uh, this, 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 uh, this, this, you know, whatever you want to call them, let this Mitch know that 
they're not we are Americans regardless of what you think regardless of what you feel we are Americans and we have every right to speak uh, truth to power we have every right to vote we have every right uh, to 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 address the wrongs that might have been, that, that exist in this country and we have every right uh, to speak our minds and to use our plat- use this platform to do so and, and so that is our message in this segment to Mitch McConnell, you know, regardless of what you might think, he might have a microphone now, but your days are definitely numbered. Uh, I I anticipate things are going to be changing for you uh, this coming November because uh, you know the winds uh, of change are coming uh, to uh, the halls of Congress and the halls of the Senate I believe that your days certainly are numbered uh, and uh, in the words of Tiffany Cross along with uh, millions of other African Americans Mitch please And that's how we're going to end this segment, guys. We're getting ready to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what's happening in the state of Florida when it comes to history. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Global advocate, Martin Luther King III. So I I think the future is is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years, theoretically, could cause, of have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Congratulations to Pastor Michael Nimmons for over 20,000 streams and downloads. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Minnesota to London, England, from New Zealand to New York City. Black Lives Matter and I Can't Breathe are the sentiment of people around the world. Dr. King was right 
Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We must do everything we can to continue to march, protest, and rally for justice. Let us march on until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Some on the far right apparently want you to forget the sacrifices made by John Lewis and other icons of the civil rights movement during their epic struggle for equal access to the ballot box back in the 1960s. States like Florida are attempting to limit discussions of race in public schools, barring instruction that makes students feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her race, color, sex, or national origin. Are they allowed to teach kids about what happened to John Lewis? Or might that hurt their feelings? Well, this is what happened to John Lewis on March 7th, 1965, when he and other civil rights leaders marched across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Alabama. They were beaten by police simply because they believed in something as simple as equal access to the voting booth. Lewis suffered a cracked skull on that day, which became known as Bloody Sunday. Lewis spoke about the struggle during his address to the Democratic Convention in 2012. Not too long ago, people stood in unmovable lines. They had to pass a so-called literacy test, pay a poll tax. On one occasion, a man was asked to count the number of bubbles in a bar of soap. On another occasion, one was asked to count the jelly beans in a jar all to keep them from casting their ballot. I've seen this before. I lived this before. Too many people struggled, suffered, and died to make it possible for every American to exercise their right to vote. We're back, and as we talked about before the break, guys, this is the Race in America edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, and we're going to be talking about race throughout this entire show from a number of different vantage points, and as we did before the break, we talked about uh, some of the racist comments and remarks that Mitch McConnell made uh, during a press conference talking about uh, whether African Americans should have reservations about uh, voting in the upcoming elections due to the fact that that the John Lewis Voting Rights Act did not pass. You know, we're not going to let that stop us. We're going to be uh, vigilant. We're going to continue to uh, march. We're going to continue to protest. We're going to continue to engage our politicians uh, to uh, to eventually pass this legislation. But uh, Mitch McConnell went on to say that, you know, African-Americans are voting at just as high rate as Americans, as if to say that African-Americans are not 
un-American. And how un-American is that for a sitting senator, a minority leader in this uh, in, in, in this great country to stand in a microphone and even suggest that we as African Americans are not American. That in, uh, that in and of itself is un-American. And, uh, and so, again, we talked about in the, in, the, in the previous segment how, you know, social media, they went to, they lambasted Mitch McConnell. He is still probably, uh, uh, you know, getting texts and getting tweets and, and all kinds of messages uh, because of uh, what he said. Whether it bothered him or not, I'm not really, uh, that's not really my concern. But, again, I, I'm, I'm saying that this platform that, that we that people have given us the ability to speak truth to power and to not take this fight sitting down. We don't have to just sit idly by and let people talk about us and let people talk down to us, but we can use the tools that we have uh, to uh, to to provide a redress to uh, people like Mitch McConnell and his other colleagues uh, in the Republican Party and let them know we're not going to take this fight sitting down. Mitch, please. <laughs> Uh, and, and and I think that's a great segue into this segment uh, where we're going to be talking about something that's, you know, really, really uh, interesting happening, um, not just in the state of Florida, from what I understand, but even in other parts of the South. Uh, but according to USA Today, an article there, Florida could ban lessons about dis- discrimination that make white students feel discomfort. Yes, exactly. And and you heard uh, CNN's own Jim Acosta uh, talk about this in the opening segment that, that now, you know, they're actually proposing legislation that will prohibit and ban uh, teachers from talking about black history and talk about talking about slavery and talking about Jim Crow and talking about those eras in history uh, that offend white people. Really? What? According to uh, USA Today, uh, a Florida bill that could prohibit public schools and private businesses from making white people feel discomfort when they are taught or trained about discrimination in the nation's past was advanced by a Senate committee on Tuesday. The bill, which echoes a call by Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, we all know who that is, was met with criticism saying it will spawn censorship, lawsuits, and more problems for teachers. The legislation uh, called SB 148 by uh, Senate uh, Manny, Senator Manny Diaz, a Republican from Miami, is said by its sponsor to protect individual freedoms. Really? Really? And this is where we are. It, 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 this is where we are. We are, we are now at a point in our nation's history where we don't want to talk about the past. We don't want to educate the next generation about past generations. That that's that's that that is unfortunate. That is that that is a a recipe for disaster in my opinion. 
the, the article goes on to read, the measure uh, would bar teaching in grades K through 12 that could make individuals feel responsible for historic wrongs because of their race, color, sex, or national origin. At work, employment practices or training programs that make an individual feel guilty on similar grounds could be considered an unlawful employment practice and subject a company to a lawsuit. And so the real question in, that's coming out of all of this is that should, uh, you know, present and even future generations be held responsible for what happened in the past if they happen to share the same complexion of those who are directly responsible for what took place. Think about that. Should this generation of white Americans and future generation of white Americans be held accountable for the past sins of uh, their white counterparts when it comes to slavery and Jim Crow and segregation and so forth. That's really at the heart of this matter. But really, it's a misnomer because history is not taught to help to hold those future generations accountable for what their past uh, predecessors uh, were uh, were directly responsible for. But history is taught to actually share and educate the next generation about where our country has come from. I think it's important to understand that. And there was a, there's a quote that's, that comes to mind when we think about this, that those that don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. And that is the crux of education. That is the real reason why uh, we talk about what happened in slavery and what happened in the 1960s and what happened during those times to educate and empower not just African Americans but even white count their white counterparts to know and understand how people should really be treated and where our country has come from because that history is just as important as where we are right now Yes, history is offensive. Yes, that part of our history, uh, you know, does carry with it uh, a dark past. But that's not a past that we should run away from. That's not a past that we should uh, that we should uh, 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 to 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 uh, we should be offended by. It is our past, and we learn from it, and we grow from it. That is the way we should look at what happened in the past. And so history is not taught uh, to be offensive to any group, but history is taught to empower, to educate, to guide. But obviously, this is not the, the this is not what Floridians 
uh, believe to be the truth. This is not the. This is not what Governor DeSantis believes is happening in uh, in in the halls, the hollowed halls of the the schools in Florida. You know, I, I, I'm 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 curious to know what your thoughts are about this. And again, I think uh, the, what you know where this story is, and 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 what we were discussing in the previous segment are indirectly tied together. Because again, you know, it's all a matter of you know what does uh, white America really think of us as African Americans. And where do we stand in this country that was built on our backs? The, the uh, you know, according to U.S. Day, the measure would bar teaching again in grades K through 12 that could make individuals feel responsible for historic wrongs because of their race, their color, their sex, or national origin. The legislation echoes a call by DeSantis, who last month outlined his Stop Woke Act, which he said was to block wrongs to our kids and employees. The new bill reads in part, and I quote, an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex does not bear responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex. An individual should not be made to feel discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psych- uh, psychological distress or account of his or her race. I mean, this sounds like a disclaimer that they're asking teachers to uh, <laughs> uh, to, to to basically uh, start each lesson with, so as to not offend uh, any people uh, in the classroom that might feel offended by the lesson or the subject matter that they're getting ready to delve into. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But this is what is on the minds of not just Republicans, but it's on the minds of the legislators. It's on the minds of the governors. It's on the minds of those policy makers, those decision makers in our country. And this is the reason why we have got to go to the polls and vote. We've got to go to the polls and put more reasonably thinking people in office. Because it's obvious that these these men and even women who have uh, uh, donned the the hollowed halls of Congress and and the capitals of our country uh, are are you know they, they they need to be reminded that they don't work for themselves but they work for the American people, and I think that's a point that's lost on many of them. And it's time to remind them. And the way to remind them is to go to the polls and vote. Those that listen to our show know we have done several shows and will continue to do shows about the power of the vote. And again, it's important to know that because if it was not, if there was no power in your vote, then there would be no reason why men like Mitch McConnell and 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 Ron DeSantis and many, many other Republicans, Donald Trump, would be trying their very best to suppress the vote and keep you from the ballot box 
It's that simple. It's that simple. So guys, I would love to know your thoughts and get your feedback about this. We're just telling it like it TIE is right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN or on our Facebook fan page at Thinking Out Loud HQ or send us an email at contact at michaelnemis.com. We would love to know what your thoughts are about these two topics. Guys, we're getting ready to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to be talking more and more about voting and we're going to be talking about the filibuster and the voting rights act that that failed to pass on dr king's birthday on january 17th and why we're going to do it on the other side of the break it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back don't 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 touch that dial it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Vision. Vision should be the next book you purchase. Written by radio host and minister, Michael Nimmons. Vision is an insightful, thought-provoking book that is also a helpful tool in getting you to see your life through God's eyes. Vision Endorsed by best-selling authors Dr. Eddie Connor and Kim Brooks and mega-pastor Bishop Charles H. Ellis III. Vision is a life-changing book that you need in your personal library. Get your copy today. Available everywhere books are sold online or at michaelnimmons.com. Get your copy today. Vision. Vision. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived. The new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here. And believe me, it's worth the wait. A state-of-the-art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, watch Thinking Out Loud TV, read the Thinking Out Loud blog, purchase books and swag, and so much more. Subscribe today and get a free gift on us. Stop by the new michaelnimmons.com. It is sure to be a thought for working experience. Don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Well, this will certainly be all right with me because I think the vast majority of people in the United States would vote favorably for 
such a bill. Dr. Martin Luther King way back in 1963. I think the tragedy is that uh, we have a Congress uh, with a Senate that has a minority of misguided senators who will use the filibuster to keep the majority of people from even voting. Talking about the filibuster, yes, the filibuster. They won't let the majority senators vote. And certainly they wouldn't want the majority of people to vote because they know they do not represent the majority of the American people. In fact, they represent in their own states a very small minority. Remember Dr. King's I Have a Dream speech? I mean, who couldn't, right? King proclaimed part of his world-renowned speech was to protest the filibuster. I think uh, there will be, I'm sure, filibuster, and we will definitely protest this. We will lobby in Washington seeking to get congressmen uh, senators to stand up in a very firm, forthright manner with a determination to see this bill through. We plan to have a march on Washington on the 28th of August, at which time we will take a stand, letting the nation and the world know that we are determined to see civil rights legislation. And yet, even as the death of George Floyd led to a seismic shift in understanding the plight our fellow Americans go through for being not white in this country, the attention these athletes put on civil rights, 58 years after King made his remarks, the filibuster is still intact. There was so much hope, so much optimism after the March on Washington. And the John Lewis Voting Rights Act still unsigned, which makes the stances of two Democrat senators puzzling. Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema and West Virginia's Joe Manchin are in direct opposition to ending the filibuster and securing voting rights throughout the country. As the great researcher Resist Programming found, they talk a big game and pretend to give a damn about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy by tweeting of said legacy. Yet here they are, as Resist puts it, upholding the filibuster used to block voting rights. Senator Joe Manchin said he does not support the For the People Act on Sunday. The bill, known as H.R. 1 and S. 1, calls for sweeping election reform, including restrictions to partisan gerrymandering in congressional districts, greater transparency in campaign financing, and an expansion of early and absentee voting. Ari Berman and Mother Jones gave us the insight. Manchin is fueled by dark money group Heritage Action for America, led by director Jessica Anderson, seen here. She bragged in a leaked video presentation of her influence with We are back and uh, we're talking race in America in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And, you know, we've talked in the first two segments uh, about Mitch McConnell's racist remarks in response to uh, a reporter's question that African-Americans should African-Americans have reservations about voting in these up- upcoming elections because of the failed vote uh, of the of uh, the John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act. And he said that, you know, 
African Americans are voting at just as high a rate as Americans, suggesting that African Americans are not American, which is ridiculous. Uh, and coming from uh, the Senate Minority Leader of this country, regardless of party, and 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 so uh, Twitter checked him and and basically used the hashtag Mitch Please to do so. <laughs> and uh, and in this, you know, and, and then we talked in the last segment about what's happening in the state of Florida and what could possibly uh, happen in other areas if we don't go to the polls and vote these uh, these these racist governors and legislatures out of office. Ron DeSantis being one of them who is proposing legislation that will restrict and ban uh, teachers from uh, uh, teaching lessons that talk about the dark past in our history because it might offend uh, some people. It might offend white people. Mitch, please. <laughs> Mitch, please. Really? Are, are, are we going to, 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 to stop teaching the, the, the facts and stop te- teaching the truth about history uh, to this generation of, of young people coming up behind us uh, because it might be offensive? I know you've heard the statement, the truth hurts. Well, it does. But that doesn't mean that it also does not educate. It also does not empower. It also does not um, guide and provide wisdom and 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 other uh, important precepts and principles uh, to those young people that need it. And I think that is why uh, this legislation definitely does not need uh, to pass uh, because you know it is offensive to white people. Give me a break, Mitch, please. And, and so in this segment, uh, we're going to, you know, be continuing our discussion about race, but we're going to be talking about it uh, again from the vantage point of voting and uh, the failed legislation, the John Lewis Act that did not pass in the Senate, even though. It passed in the House, and we're going to discuss some of the reasons why, as well as to highlight uh, why this type of legislation is important, uh, because, you know, there's a, a misunderstanding as to why, you know, this John Lewis Voting Act's right is important, uh, particularly in this day and time when it seems like, you know, voting uh, should be be uh, an inherent right by all, but it doesn't uh, appear to be. We're going to talk more about that in this segment. And we open this segment uh, with a very, very prophetic quote uh, from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. back in uh, 1959, I believe, when uh, he was asked about, um, you know, legislation 
that uh, he wanted to get passed and why it was being blocked and what methods were being used to block it. And he spoke about the filibuster. And uh, he said again uh, that the filibuster is a tool, a political tool that's used by a minority of misguided senators uh, to block legislation and to keep uh, the majority of senators from voting and and to keep uh, the American people from hearing the truth and being able to vote on uh, the truth. And again, I mean, here he's speaking in 1959 about the filibuster. And here we are in 2022. And it is still a problem that we're faced with uh, when it comes to the passage of vital and key legislation uh, that we need in this day and in this time. Um, According to the Washington Post, uh, uh, there is a piece that was written written by uh, Jillian Brockwell uh, regarding uh, the failed uh, Senate vote on Dr. King's birthday on Monday. Senate Majority Leader Charles Schumer uh, of New York said that if Republicans continue to block a voting rights bill, the chamber would vote on changes to filibuster rules. Then he set a deadline for the vote on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Every January, as the holiday approaches, politicians of every stripe start posting quotes from the famed civil rights leader to social media a lot of the time it's the quote about king's children being judged by the content of their character taken from the i have a dream speech and you know that to be true uh, politicians uh from all walks of life during this time uh dr king's birthday always uh you know post on social media or hold press conferences and and the like to and use uh quotes from dr king to try to uh, appear pious and to try uh, try to appear uh, to be woke or on the side of African Americans, so to speak, and uh, we we see right through them because uh, it's not what you do on Dr. King's birthday, but it's what you do every day afterwards that we see, and your and your actions do not line up with your words. And that's and that's that's the bottom line. So the the article goes on to say the quotathon <laughs> has got to the point where King's own daughter, Bernice King, has told people to enact policies that reflect your birthday sentiments. And at least a dozen times she's urged them to learn another quote and or stop taking that one out of context. So his king's son, so has King's son, Martin Luther King the third who we've had the privilege and opportunity to interview right here on the thinking out loud radio show and so um, we we know that uh, Dr. King's own own words have been weaponized against our community by politicians who don't have our best interests at heart, but they want to uh, act as if uh, they're on our side when it comes to his birthday. But when it comes to legislation that matters to us, when it comes to legislation like the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, they're nowhere to be found or they're standing on the wrong side 
of history. And so what Dr. what uh, Martin Luther King III has said and what Bernice King is saying is that uh, stop quoting my father's, uh, stop using my father's words against us because you're not with us. You're not on uh, his side and you're not on our side. And I agree with them a hundred percent. And the filibuster being one of the biggest tools that the white politicians have used in uh, the white Republicans and conservatives have used in the Senate and in the House to try to slow down uh, legislation or to block legislation that needs to be passed. This being one of them, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. There's also the George Floyd uh, uh, Justice Act, uh, Police Justice and Policing Act that needs to be passed as well. And the filibuster for those that don't know what that is, is a political tool that politicians use in the Senate and in the House to block legislation to prevent uh, the the uh, their colleagues from voting on legislation. To, so what, when it comes their time to uh, to speak on a particular uh, 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 side of the aisle, uh, when it comes to the debate, uh, what they do is just take up uh, an endless amount of time to prevent a vote from ever coming to the floor. I believe there was one example of uh, a senator who instead of you know when it was time uh, for him to or when it was time for a vote to prolong uh, this debate he got up and just read children's books uh, in the microphone for several hours uh, to prevent a vote from ever coming to the floor and so things like these uh, are being done uh, to waste not just other senators time but the American people's time and 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 something needs to be done and so Chuck Schumer and uh, and and many other senators and other congressmen and women are, are fighting to uh, change those filibuster rules and get rid of the filibuster so that uh, the minority and majority leaders don't have the ability to hold sway or to prevent uh, vital votes from coming to the floor and again if Dr. King was speaking prophetically from 1959 about this very thing and here we are uh, centuries later uh, I'm not centuries later but decades later <laughs> decades later still talking about the same thing you know it begs the question how far have we really come as a country because at the end of the day what they're really saying is they're telling you what's more important the filibuster rule or the john lewis voting rights act bill which one is more important is it the senate rules or is it giving the american people the proper protections at the ballot box and what they have shown us by failing to vote this, uh, failing to pass this vital legislation, it is proven to us that they are more on the side of their of serving their own selfish self-interest than moving this country forward and protecting everyone's right to vote. Period and point blank. And so I ran across a article 
on the web that really uh, delves into and explains, uh, you know, what is being done in this country when it comes to the voter suppression laws that are, uh, you know, being passed in the southern states and in other parts of the country. This is an article that was on the ACLU's website entitled Block the Vote, How Politicians Are Trying to Block Voters from the Ballot box it was written back in august of 2021 uh and you know they're giving us several reasons or several things that are being done for uh, for instance voter registration restrictions restricting the terms and requirements of registration is one of the most common forms of voter suppression restrictions can include requiring documents to prove citizenship or identification onerous obstacles for voter registration drive or uh, limiting the window of time in which voters can register. Uh, we all are familiar with this. This was happening even back uh, in the 1960s when blacks were, uh, you know, were, were being prevented from voting. Uh, and, and when the Voting Rights Act was initially passed, uh, there were things being done where they had to count the number of marbles that were in uh, a fishbowl in order for you to be able to vote. Guess the amount of fishbowls in order for you uh, to vote. These are some things that were being done then and now, uh, you know, voter res- voter registration restrictions are being put in place uh, and they're not as ridiculous as they were in the 60s, but yet we're still faced with some of the same obstacles even in uh, in this 21st century where we, where we should have move past and beyond uh, those types of things. So voter registration restrictions is one of them. Criminalization of the ballot box is another. Some states are discouraging voter participation by imposing arbitrary requirements and harsh penalties on voters and poll workers who violate these rules. For example, in Georgia, lawmakers have made it a crime to provide food and water to voters standing in line at the polls. Really? This is now a criminal act because lines are long in Georgia. And so politicians have decided to make it illegal for poll workers to pass out water and other refreshments to voters that are that are standing and waiting in line to vote. Criminalization, uh, criminaliz- criminalization of the ballot box. That's number two. Number three, felony disenfranchisement. A felony conviction can come with drastic consequences, including the loss of your right to vote. Some states now ban voting only during incarceration or while on probation or parole. And other states and jurisdictions like Maine, Vermont, and Washington, D.C. don't disenfranchise people with felony convictions at all. The fact that these laws vary so dramatically only ask the overall confusion that voters face, which is a form of voter suppression in and of itself. Number three, felony disenfranchisement, which is a part of this overarching theme of voter suppression. 
Voter purges. Uh, number uh, number four, cleaning up voter rolls can be a responsible part of election administration because many people move, die, or become ineligible to vote for other reasons. But sometimes states use this process as a method of mass disenfranchisement, purging eligible voters from rolls for illegitimate reasons or based on inaccurate data and often uh, without adequate notice to the voters. A single purge can stop up to hundreds of thousands of people from voting. Often, voters only learn that they've been erroneously purged when they show up at the polls on election day. This, in fact, indeed is another form of voter suppression. Redistricting and gerrymandering. I'm sure we've all heard these terms before. Every 10 years, states redraw district lines based on population data gathered in the census. Legislatures use these district lines to allocate representation in Congress and state legislatures when Redistricting is conducted properly. District lines are redrawn to reflect population changes and racial diversity. But, and here's the big but, people, too often states use redistricting as a political tool to manipulate the outcome of elections. That's called gerrymandering, a widespread of undemocratic practice, un-American, that's stifling the voices of millions of voters. We have four reasons why uh, four methods of voter suppression that makes this uh, John Lewis Voting Rights Act so so very important uh, and because right now the states have autonomy when it comes to setting up their legislation voting uh, voter legislation in their particular states and because there isn't a federal mandate in place uh, uh, making it a standard a voter a voting standard across the board uh, that, that gives the states the ability to put these erroneous laws in place to continue to suppress the vote. That, that again, makes the Voting Rights Act so, so very important. And then that is why senators like Mitch McConnell and his, and his cronies are fighting against that because they're trying to say, no, that's not what we're trying to do. We're just trying to make it equal for everybody. When, in fact, they're just trying to move their sinister nefarious plan of keeping what happened in November uh, back in November 2020 from ever happening again I hope you're still with me Voter ID laws. That's the fifth one. 36 states have identification requirements at the polls. Just 36. Seven states have stricter photo ID laws under which voters must present one of a limited set of forms of government issue photo ID in order to cast a regular ballot. No exceptions. These strict ID laws are part of an ongoing strategy to suppress the vote. And because, again, this is not does not come from the federal government but the states themselves have autonomy over voting uh, legislation this these uh, laws are legal and they are legally suppressing everyone's right to vote 
And so the article goes on to talk about who's affected by voter suppression. The short answer is all of us. Our democracy is debased when the vote is not accessible for all. But the fact is that some groups are disproportionately affected by voter suppression tactics, including people of color, young people, the elderly, people with disabilities, and the proof is in the numbers. We're just going to, uh, to touch on a few of these uh, before we end this segment. Across the country, one in 16 black Americans cannot vote due to disenfranchisement laws. Counties with large minority populations have fewer polling sites and poll workers per voter. In 2018, uh, Latino and black Americans were twice as likely as whites to be unable to get off work while polls were open. 25% of voting age black Americans do not have government issue photo ID. Geographic isolation is a major barrier to Native American voters due to inaccessibility of nearby polling locations and many reservations. More than one-sixth, 18% of voters with disabilities reported difficulties voting in person in 2020. So believe me, these statistics uh, are not uh, available just to us, but they are also being uh, viewed and, and, uh, and researched by many, many Republicans who are using this data to continue to suppress the vote. And that is why the John Lewis Voting Rights Act is so, so very important because the federal government needs to step in and uh, to mandate and set a standard for voting across the board, which will protect everyone's right to vote. I think it's so very important. President Biden needs to step in and and um, and and take the take the realm take the helm rather, and go on a state to state campaign for uh, this John Lewis Voting Rights Act and take this straight to the streets. This needs to be taken to the streets because it's obvious that he does not have the support by the Senate. The Republicans are against him. They're trying their best to make sure that Donald Trump gets back in office, uh, but that's not going to happen because 75 million Americans may have voted for him believing that he deserves another chance, another shot at the White House, but 85, uh, 86 million rather voters uh, went to the polls and voted for Joe Biden, and now it's time for Joe Biden to stand up for those 86 million voters who voted for him back in November. It's time. It is past time that he start to to campaign for African Americans, uh, for the elderly, for young people, for that those demographics that are directly impacted by these voter suppression laws that are trying to be put in place by these Republicans who don't want to see what happened in November happen again. As you as you can see, guys, I'm fired up and I'm ready to go. Like President Obama used to say uh, regarding this, I am passionate about voting. I'm passionate about uh, you know what it takes and and what needs to be done. And that is one reason why we have this platform to speak truth to power and to motivate and encourage others to do the same. And so I'm hoping that those that are listening under the sound of my voice are motivated uh, to do something. If it means writing your congressman, if it means 
means calling them, if it means marching, if it means uh, doing whatever it takes uh, to make your voices heard, to make yourselves known during this time. That John Lewis Voting Rights Act is so much very, so very important. And we need to get that passed and shouts out to uh, all of those who are protesting and marching. Uh, We've mentioned them. Uh, on the show before to Latasha Brown uh, doing a great job with the Black Voters Matters organization uh, and uh, to Stacey Abrams who's running for governor uh, of the state of in the state of Georgia uh, in this coming November uh, to to many many others that have taken up this fight uh, because it cannot be done alone it has to be done by all of us we've got to roll up our sleeves and we have to get involved and that is what this podcast is and has always been about well guys we're getting ready to take our last break of the week but when we come back we're going to give you our thought of the week you don't want to go anywhere you tuned in to the hottest radio show online it's the thinking out loud radio show we'll be right back you tuned in to the thinking out loud radio You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Author and professor, Dr. Peniel Joseph. You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both. You know, so I think the black community needs both. I think that King is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be. And I think Malcolm is, is a much more um, brilliant and, and, and um, courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy than people give him credit for. So um, that's why I try to show Malcolm is absolutely this prosecuting attorney, but he's also a black America statesman too. He's going to the Middle East, he's going to Africa, um, he's schooling the young Cassius Clay before he's Muhammad Ali on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence. And I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding of the movement. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you get you to believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Nimmons talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis, but the discovery of the spiritual solution. 
Get your copy now, available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com. Like a victim when you are already victorious. And what's cracking Planet Earth is your boy Griff, comedian, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, philanthropist, but a Jesus Christ lover. You understand me? And you're listening to Thinking Out Loud Radio with my homeboy, Michael Nemitz. Check him out right here. Go ahead, Mike. Give him that good, good. The Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. The thought for this week is taken from an excerpt of commentary that was delivered by intellectual luminary and pastor Dr. Freddie Haynes III entitled America the Ugly. Guys, this is a powerful, powerful commentary about this country that we live in. Take a listen. Dale Hansen often would go unplugged. I'm about to go unscripted. When I saw the horrific, brutal, bigoted beatings that were taking place at the hands of vicious racists who basically reminded me of what took place during enslavement as slave patrols ran down our sisters and brothers, our ancestors who found themselves simply wanting to be free. You see right there the ugly, horrific, hellified scenes at the border of this country. A country that loves to sing America the Beautiful. May I be real with you? When I saw those images, I was horrified but I wasn't surprised. I was saddened, but I was not shocked. Why? Because when you have viewed America from the margins, Mm -hmm. you not only see the possibilities of this democratic experiment, but you also see the ugly realities. This is the same country, after all, that engaged in 250 plus years of the most evil expression of enslavement in the history of this planet. This is the same country that even in the aftermath of enslavement looked for ways to morph oppression and it found itself in Jim and Jane Crow segregation. The same country that 
Our beloved ancestor, Ida B. Wells, gave her life fighting for an end to lynching. And we still have yet to have anti-lynching laws in this country. This is the same country, the same country that legalized through public policy second-class citizenship. It's the same country that targeted black people to be second-class citizens. The same country that to this day has racist zoning policies that result in environmental racism so that we can have in our communities what? Shingle Mountain so that we can have toxic waste sites and landfills. This is the same country with that ugly history. Yeah, you want to sing America the Beautiful, but we from the margins have seen America the Ugly. And so I wasn't surprised. I, 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 I was saddened. I was horrified, but I was not surprised because I've seen how ugly America can be because America refuses to deal with her original sin of the hostile takeover of this country, of a people of color, as well as the enslavement of black bodies and the great lie that James Baldwin reminded us of. And so I wasn't shocked. I was saddened because America has yet to learn her lesson. Question is, America, what are we going to do? Mr. President, I turn to you. President Joe Biden, I think you already know, if this had occurred while Trump was president, we would be up in arms and you would have had something to say. I'm still waiting to hear what you have to say. I ain't waiting for no investigation. We saw it. We saw it. We saw it. Hurting Haitians are being treated as if they have no humanity. Mr. President, I got a question for you. Are you going to ride our back or have our back? You claimed after you got elected, the black community has always had my back. But all I've seen is you riding our back. Maybe we need to define for you what it means to have our back. If you're going to have our back, Go ahead, use the power of your office to ensure that we bust up the filibuster so we can go ahead and have passed in Congress a strong John Lewis voting rights bill. Have passed in Congress, we need right now a strong For the People Act. Mr. President, don't ride our back. Now is the time to have our back because the future of our democracy depends on you having the back of the people who have believed more in democracy than any other people on any other people in this country. Mr. President, I want to know, are you going to have our back? But I also want to say a word to those of you who are people of faith, who believe in the Bible, especially my white evangelicals. No, I won't waste my breath. You've never been pro-life when it comes to black bodies, so why would I waste my breath? But I finally close it by saying, America, this empire is on its way down and out because we've got a moral problem. A moral problem that has us corrupted at our core. And we may want to heed the warning that Martin King never got to give. The last sermon he the last sermon he was preparing was entitled Why America May Go to Hell. It may go to hell because we've been acting 
acting like the devil. It may go to hell because we proclaim and praise the God of heaven while creating hell for its citizens of color right here on earth. America may go to hell because America is missing out on what Jesus said when Jesus said in the end I'm going to, to divide the nations and I will separate the sheep from the goats. The nations, that means Jesus is going to judge the nations based on their public policy and I hear America, I hear Jesus saying to America, I was hungry and you criminalized poverty. I was thirsty and you contaminated water on the side of town of poor people. I was a stranger and you beat me down and treated me like I was inhumane though I was already hurting. You did the right thing by welcoming Afghan citizens. After all, you spent 20 years tearing up their country. Guess what? You spent 200 years engaged in foreign policy that has torn up Haiti. Y'all don't forget that Haiti and the Dominican Republic are on the same island, yet there are differing infrastructures. Why? Because of foreign policy that built up the Dominican Republic but was determined to tear down Haiti because you're still mad that in 1803 and 1804, Haiti determined to be a free black people and you've been paying them back through public policy ever since. And so before all of you highfalutin folk judge the Haitians, don't forget it was the public policy of France and this country and other countries in the West that literally defunded Haiti and made Haiti lack what it lacks right now. So please don't forget that as we hear Jesus close it out by simply saying, and I was in prison and you created the criminal, the prison industrial complex. Therefore, America, go to hell. Go to hell because in as much as you do it to the least of these, you do it also unto me. America, you may go to hell, but right now you have a chance to repent by doing what you ought to do for those who are suffering right there at our borders. I know you were blessed and inspired and empowered by that awesome, awesome word from the intellectual luminary and pastor, Dr. Freddie Douglas. <clears throat> One more time. I know you were blessed by that powerful, powerful excerpt called America the Ugly from the intellectual luminary and pastor, Dr. Frederick Douglas Haynes III. This man is awesome, awesome, and I just love how he continues to speak truth to power, and um, his message just resonates with me every time I hear it, and I just thank God for his ministry and certainly his witness, and I know that you are blessed by this week's Thought of the Week. Again, we hope you enjoyed this week's edition, the Race in America edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We hope you gave we gave you some things to think about. And again, that's what this platform has always been about, giving you something to think about, giving you something to, to, to inspire you, to empower you, motivate you 
to do something. And I hope that we've done that in this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, shouts out to everybody that took some time this week to listen to the Race in America edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be coming back with another great show in store for you. And remember, this coming Friday, we're going to be joining you on Instagram for our after show. So we're going to do it about 930. We'll be putting a post on Instagram. Follow us at TOL Radio Host MSN. We're also going to be posting it on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page as well. Remember, this coming Friday at about 930, guys, look forward to being with you to chop it up with you about this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and much more. Well guys, we're getting ready to get out of here But always remember, if you think it, you can believe it If you can believe it, you can see it If you can see it, you can be it If you can be it, you can achieve it The power rests within you The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body Use what you got to get what you want The power is in you It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show Thank you for listening Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.